Have you ever had one of those conversations that you wished you could go back and redo? You know, maybe you forgot to say something. Maybe you said something that wish you hadn't. Or maybe you wished you could reword something because you were misunderstood and something went wrong. I don't know about you, but I'm not very good at, at speaking off the cuff in situations. The words don't always come easily to me. Whenever I have to make a phone call to one of those call centers about a problem or something, I play it over and over again in my head. I think it through. And I often have a script in front of me where at least at least bullet point notes or something of the things that I need to say that I don't so I don't forget. Because I, I muddle it up and I get it wrong. And sometimes when people are thinking about praying, they're worried about getting the words wrong. And one of the reasons that, that Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer is, is just this, just to, to give us an idea of, of what to pray. And that's what we're talking about this week. I've been told by quite a few people in my life that they don't know how to pray. Even people maybe who have been in church for a long time, maybe they've been Christians for a long time, and they don't really know how to pray. And it seems a bit surprising to me, but then if you have this idea of what prayer is supposed to be, and it's supposed to be all these, these fancy words and things, then I can understand why people get confused. Um, the Lord's Prayer is mentioned twice in the Bible. Um, in Matthew 6, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and the other time is in Luke 11, when Jesus is just with his disciples and he's gone off to pray. And his disciples are watching him. And when he comes back from praying, they, they said, hey, Jesus, this is paraphrased, by the way, Jesus, you were just praying. That looks a bit different to the way that we've seen prayer done before. Can you teach us how to pray? So even back then, people had to learn how to pray. So if that's your situation, don't worry, you're in good company. Um, but So we were looking at the Lord's Prayer because Jesus used the Lord's Prayer after the, the disciples asked that question, teach us how to pray, Jesus gave them the Lord's Prayer. And he also, on the Sermon on the Mount, gave the Lord's Prayer to all the people who was there and, and to teach them. And, but it, is it something that we're supposed to reel off word after word after word and have memorized? Well, I don't think so because the couple of verses before Jesus starts saying that, in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, he says this, Do not keep on babbling like those who think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And then he says this, This then is how you should pray. And then he quotes the Lord's Prayer. So, but, but wait, he, he just said not to say these words over and over again, not to use the same prayer or the same words over and over again. And then he gives us something to pray. So I think from that, it's pretty obvious that Jesus isn't meant, meaning this to be a set prayer that we memorize and that makes him happy by us saying it. But it's something to teach us how to pray. It's a template, it's an example. So this very famous prayer then is an example to us. How confident do you feel about praying? Would you like a prayer handbook? Well, that's what the Lord's Prayer is, basically. Let's go deeper next time into what each line means. But meanwhile, um, let's take a look at the, the thing as a whole. You see, 
there are different translations and different ways of saying things and, and words can mean different things. The original Bible, it was written in, in three different languages. It was written in Hebrew, not modern Hebrew, but ancient Hebrew. It was writ written in Greek and not just like formal Greek, but Koine Greek, which is kind of like street Greek, the Greek that everybody spoke. And Aramaic, which was a language that everybody understood in, in the area. And translating from those from those languages isn't a science, it's an art form. Like if I say in English, oh, I love this, and then someone tries to translate it in another language, it can change and it depends on what word they use, whether I mean, I love chocolate, or I love my father, I love my neighbor, I love that show, I love my husband. You know, it can take on all different meanings. And sometimes it can be really helpful to read something in a different translation to get a good understanding of it. So let's finish today by reading the Lord's Prayer in the Passion Translation. I've been discovering this translation recently and I really love some of the ways it expresses things. So here we go. Our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom reality and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen.